welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen. Well, you know, we've been hearing about different types of parenting. And the best type of parenting starts with a healthy foundation. So my next guest is going to tell us just about that. So let's take a moment out and we'll be right back. So guys, like I was saying, I have Dr. Michelle Alden. So please, Dr. Alden, introduce yourself to my listeners. All right. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, So I am a licensed uh, professional counselor in the state of Idaho, but I also have a doctorate and degree and I am a parent coach, kind of parent expert, I guess, in working with families. Specifically, I work with parents on helping them with challenges that they're facing with their kids. And sometimes it's because the kids themselves are very, very challenging that I work with. Um, But sometimes the family's just facing challenges they don't really know how to get through. I started doing this work because I've always been extremely passionate about families and the value. I am a mom. I'm an adoptive parent. Um, and, um, and I just think that if we can change things in the family, we can change the, our whole nation and probably for generations. I, I, and I, I believe so. I believe so. So you say there's a parenting crisis in America. What do you mean by parenting crisis? Because I've never heard it referred to as that. Yeah, that's kind of a a new way to look at it, I think. But I I feel that it has reached that kind of limit, I guess, of of being considered a crisis. And, And some of that honestly may come from the families that I work with. I work with a lot of families that are in crisis. But the more I talk to parents, the more I find out that people, they don't, they think that parenting is just going to be innate, that we should just know what to do when our kids come because we all, you know, made it somehow to this point. And I think that there's a lot of misinformation and people don't really know what to do. And a lot of people are really feel struggle, feel a lot of struggle and feel loss. Um, And I think where it makes it a crisis is that I believe that there's a lot of information given to parents where they can are told that they they can't really make those decisions or that they can't really parent this child that they need extra help outside of the home or the professionals know better kind of kind of thing. So I think some of the parenting aspect maybe parents have handed it over, but I think it's also been taken from them in a sense. So, okay, you're saying it's been taken from them. So how, okay, because I think one of the things is we're seeing more than ever, especially with social media and everything, we're seeing parenting changing. Am I correct? 
Definitely. It has, it has changed a lot. So, you know, even when we talk about with, with kids today, challenging kids, and this for me really stopped it started when I was working with adoptive children, children that had had a lot of trauma and abuse, we would say traditional parenting doesn't work. But the longer I've done this over the last 10 years, I, I find it difficult to define what traditional parenting is anymore, because maybe, maybe that might mean something to me in, in my age and, and for my generation, but traditional parenting might mean something completely different to someone that's maybe 20, 30 years younger than I am. And, and just starting on parenting the way they were parented, um, may not have had much traditional parenting, you know, as we might know it. And I think that the face of that is changing also because there, there is a something of a crisis happening with our kids. I, the latest statistic that, that I looked at from this, the central district health is that one in seven children by the time they're 17 is diagnosed with a major mental health diagnosis, including ADHD, depression, anxiety. Um, those are kind of the starting ones. And then it goes from there. So that's a, that's a lot of children. And to me that, that says, okay, something isn't working because children should be able to be children and not have this, this kind of level of things going on through their childhood. But yet this is the, the normal thing now. And most kids, um, are on medication and no other kids that are, you know, taking medication and are, you know, getting mental health services and things like that. It's kind of become more of the norm. And that kind of makes me wonder, you know, what's going on. So. So, okay. So you're working with more of the family as a whole. Are you working with just the parents or, is the child included in your, your counseling? Oh, that's a great question. So the, the counseling that I do, I have a program that I developed called the Healthy Foundations Family Program. And in the state of Idaho, Medicaid covers the cost for the parents to do this 90-day program. And in the program, the child is our client. That's, that's what brings the program into the home. And it's usually, there's usually multiple children in the home, but it may be one child in particular that's having a lot of behaviors, struggling at school. Maybe parents are looking at an out-of-home placement, like residential treatment, something, there's a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of aggression, um, aggressive behaviors, destruction of property, um, and so the parents are looking for help or they're going to have to send this child somewhere because it's, they're not even really safe. And so the child is the, is the reason why we start the program, but it is a very family focused program. And, and in particular, we really focus on, on then teaching the parents the skills. So my team goes into the home and, and we work in the home with the whole family, the whole family's on the program for 90 days. And we find that a lot of things that happen in our family are very, um, 
is circular and also all encompassing of kind of everybody. Everybody has their role that they're kind of playing. And, and so we, we kind of, we work with everybody and we work a lot on their responses and things like that. And then um, outside of Idaho, I have the same program as a, as a coaching model. And we're able to do both an intensive model where parents can come to Boise and do four days intensive so I can work specifically with the parents and the children and then do the 12 weeks online um, in, in groups and individual. So they get a lot of support and a lot of training because changing how we interact with our kids and how we parent is not easy. I don't know if you're a parent and if you've struggled with that frustration of wanting to do things differently or, or maybe feeling right, like I want right. to be better, but it's yeah, hard. Definitely. Definitely. It, it's definitely a thing. And, and I, I think, you know, one of the things that we struggle with that parent as parents is the idea of if we're not living up to not just what our family thinks we're, we should live up to, but what our, our communities or society in general says we should be living up to, we feel like we're bad parents. And and it doesn't have to be anything major. It can be the small things. So how do we get out of that mindset? Yeah, I, I think that it's really easy to feel like you're kind of failing as a parent. And I feel like there is a lot of external pressure. It can be from, from other family members. It can be from other people that it can even be um, people that have a positive impact on your children might be saying, oh, we don't have that problem with him when he's with us, right? Or the school may be saying it's it's the parent's problem and the parents may be thinking it's the school's problem. So, and I, and I do think you're right too that that feeling of failure or feeling like a bad parent can be the smallest thing. It can be that your child isn't getting the grades that you you think they should get or that that you that other people's kids are getting or maybe you know I work with a lot of parents that would love to be able to have you know some normal things happen in their family like be able to go to a baseball game and watch their child play a sport instead they're constantly at you know therapy meetings and going to different doctor's appointments and medication adjustments and things like that and all of that can really be overwhelming as a parent. And I think one of the encouragements that, that I like to give parents is just that you, you are the perfect parent for your child and that it really is in your hands that I can help you to be intentional and to feel better about the, how you're doing things. And a lot of that is just adding some simple tools, like some simple structure and some some things that just help you to feel more successful. And instead of looking at it as if this was wrong or right, this decision that you made as a parent or the decision that your child made, is it, was it effective? How do we get where we want to go? And so really we're kind of building a bridge from where you are now to where you want your family to be. And that bridge, building that bridge is not something that anybody from the outside can do. It's, it's, it's yours to build as a parent with your with your family, but there's definitely some some tools that we call kind of the stones of that 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 can help. Wow. Okay. Okay. So 
I want to go back to something. You said you deal with the whole family. And I think we often, when we think of family, of course, we think of the parent-child dynamic. But how do how do you now help the siblings rally around their affected sibling? Yeah, that's that's where we kind of come in as a as a holistic approach. So I I tell the parents all all the parents go through a parent training before they start the program or even before they do the the one-on-one -on -one coaching program. We have them do a training and in that training we talk a lot about what's going on inside the child's brain and their executive functioning and the skills that need to be built. And if we look at it as skill building, that kind of helps. It's not just dealing with someone's bad behavior. It's it's helping us build the build relationship skills, build um, executive functioning, which helps us to make decisions and problem solve and all that. And so helping the parents to see we have to be intentional about doing that. Um, with the siblings, I have the parents really make sure that they know that the changes are happening, not because of this kid who's been bad or all these things have happened, but because we want to get stronger and better as a family. So that's how we approach it. However, saying that, I can tell you that there's a lot of families that when I first come and we say, okay, here's how we're going to do things and it's going to be different. It's not that that the other people in the family don't know. I've had some, this is kind of funny. I've had some kids that are are the reason we're doing the program greet me and tell me how good this is going to be for their sibling. <laughs> and, and so it, you know, everybody, it's very easy to hear something and think, oh gosh, this would be perfect for so-and-so. Even though, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But we really, you know, and what we find too in families and then is that when one person starts to get better or change the way that things are going, it affects everybody because everybody's kind of gotten used to the way things happen. So if you have kind of your, your kid that has the outrageous behaviors, you might have your other kid that is more quiet or withdrawn or, or maybe is fighting for control and power in different ways that you haven't really had to deal with because you're so occupied dealing with the behaviors of this, of this, of that are more out there. And so as that child starts to get better, sometimes we'll see some things rise up in the other kids, but we all have things to work on. And, and that's how I like to approach it. It's like, we're all working on this. And I am actually really there to be a parent coach. And that is really different for a lot of the kids that I work with because they have had a lot of counseling and they've had family therapy and all different kinds of therapy. And I've had a lot of kids that are like, what kind of therapist are you? Because I'm, I'm not there to, to necessarily help the child through, you know, whatever they're doing necessarily. I'm there to help the parent to learn what they can do when the child has this outburst or when they're feeling anxious. And, and so I give the parent the coping skills so that they can help the child have it because we're, we're going to be gone. We, I want families to be able to work through things together. And so there's a real focus on, on that. And all the kids feel that. And even the older kids um, or kids that aren't having the problems, they, they have some worries when we start the program because 
it looks so limiting because for 90 days we limit the electronics and how much they're going out and doing other things. And we really focus on what's happening in the home. And so we work with the family on, on which kids need to be home more. But at the same time, I've had a lot of the, the siblings really like the program and really like the changes that they see. And they feel like, oh, my mom or my dad, they find they know what to do. And that helps everybody's anxiety um, lower. Wow. Okay. That's, I, I, I'm loving, I'm loving this approach because I, I think that's what we often hear. You know, when we think of therapy, we think of the one person that goes in and, you know, tells all their problems to, you know, or discusses their life with the therapist. But I think, rarely and and I, I i love what drew me to your approach is you're doing the all-encompassing village so to speak so you're not just dealing with the child you're dealing with the support system you're dealing with the family as a whole and i mean correct me if i'm wrong you're talking about taking them from you know this enclosed kind of beginning where you know they have this there's no electronics no outside you know no you know all of that stimulation is gone and bringing them slowly back into that so that they know how to now deal with it am i correct yeah you're right you're right you're speaking my language you're right you're right there you get it and and a lot of times too so we have some things that we we say over and over to the kids. We call them mantras and we have the parents learn them and the kids memorize them. And one of them is that people are more important than things. And the other one is that we keep starting over till we get it right. And those two work together because we have kids that are, and, and we're like this as people in general, that we get very attached to the other things. And, and when you have a lot of anxiety, which I would say 90% or hundred, almost 100% of the kids I work with have very high anxiety, then you have what you what a lot of people have been taught is to distract themselves with electronics or, or anything. But in our day, it's mostly electronics. And, and we're, we kind of pull them out of that back into reality and help them to work through things as they're happening. And that's, that's, hard but it's so rewarding and it helps the parents because even as adults we have to know how to do that we have to be able to get regulated and, and right right because you know, actually, so that was going to be my next question is is it helping the parents self-regulate because sometimes I think we as parents and I say this as a former sandwich generation um member uh, you know, we as parents don't realize that we are sometimes exhibiting some of the traits that we see in our children. And sometimes it may be our own anxiety, our own, you know, our own issues with certain things. So are the parents learning to realign themselves? Yes. And, and so that's why I'm a guide to the parents, because they're going to then be a guide to their child. 
And, and, and that's a huge piece of it where I feel like a lot of times in counseling, the, the counselor is kind of the one that comes in and, and like helps, helps the child try to learn how to do these coping skills, which work fine in the office, but in home, in the moment, we need the whole family to know how to calm down and to move forward. And, and that does start with the parents that uh, our brains, this is so fascinating to me. Our brains are actually wired to calm down and, and mirror someone else's like brain wave activity in calming down. So our mirror neurons connect with other people in the room. So a lot of times when I go into a home and there's a lot of chaos and things are happening really fast and people are highly upset and agitated, everyone's going to kind of get agitated too. Nobody is going to be able right. to just stay completely chill about it. I'm not part of the family and I, and I can't stay completely right. chill about it because right. there has to be some intervention, but I start working on wanting to be the lowest heart rate in the room and getting calm and then passing that to the parent, just, you know, telling them, you know, to just take a breath. Don't tell the child to take a breath. You just take a breath. You start doing that. And it's amazing to watch the kids' brains start to calm down as well. Even the really stubborn, you can't make me get calm kids. So, Right, right. So I, I have a question. What age should, because I know sometimes we get overzealous as parents. We want our child to be the perfect child. You know, we, we, we want that A student. We want that, you know, Mensa genius right off the bat. <laughs> What age do we start looking and saying, okay, when when can we start identifying that something may be off a little, pro, you know, be a little prob problematic? That's a great question. I I like working with kids. I work with kids all ages. I like I work with a lot of teenagers. Um, I I also work with younger kids and and. And I, there's something amazing about when you can work with kids when they're young and, and starting to learn this. So as there's a lot of things that our, our brains learn and develop as babies. So there, in that, in that sense, as soon as, as soon as they're born, maybe, you know, in utero, <laughs> there's a lot of things we can do that can create kind of those healthy beginnings and foundations for, for the kind of behaviors that I see in kids, even as teenagers, I really believe it starts about 18 months, maybe a little bit younger with when kids start arching their back, kind of throwing themselves, you know, I don't want to do it kind of behaviors, um, saying no, they, they start developing their independence, right? We, as a society, call that the terrible twos that they're entering into. Right, right. And that's been, that's worldwide. That's been for a long time. I think what's changed in our society is that we're not teaching parents that, yes, it is a stage, it's a developmental stage, but there are things that you need to do as a parent, even at those very young ages, to help them work through those stages. I, I believe that we've kind of looked at those stages and said, oh, this is just this stage, and we just have to kind of try to make it through it. And so we've lost some parenting that happens in that age range from, from, I would say probably 18 months to like three years old, 
So what I find is that a lot of parents will say, well, they had, you know, they had their normal temper tantrums at two, but they just never stopped. They kept having them. And now at nine years old, no one wants to play because it's, it's my way or the highway for this kid. And they're very, you know, set on, on how it's going to be. So, right, right. so it's, it's kind of not dismissing those, those early sleep patterns and, and, you know, how they get their needs met and helping them learn how to, to um, co-regulate with, with you to get calm and then helping them learn to calm themselves down. That's all part of teaching and training. That's, that is part of parenting when they're, when they're really young, that we just, we, we can't kind of outsource that, right. And, and have someone else do it. Main caregivers are the ones that really have to do that. And so if you miss that, or if the child, like sometimes in a family, there was just a lot of trauma or a lot of changes. And so that time frame can be kind of fuzzy on, on what they learned. If, if kids had really, you know, met a lot of medical issues, um, difficult births, you know, things like that, their brain just kind of skipped over some of those things. I call them potholes in the road that we have to go back and, and fill in. So, you know, it's on one hand, it's never too late to start over and to change the brain keeps continuing we've we've learned to grow and change throughout our entire lifespan which is amazing but but just even early on just i with my grandson watching him learn that even when he got upset and would get even if he got hurt or was crying or got his you know didn't, was tired and cranky whatever it was his parents were able to like sit you know sit with him just kind of be calm and they would let him cry. And then instead of distracting him or, or trying to get him going as quickly as possible, they would say, when you're, when you're ready, then we're going to take a breath. And so even as a two-year-old, they were teaching him to like, they would say, breathe in the smell of the flower, breathe in this flower, blow out the dandelion. <laughs> And it's just amazing now at five to watch him. He gets, he's just a normal five-year-old. He gets upset, you know, yeah, has yeah. these things happen, but he knows before he gets to move on from that, it, you know, he's got to kind of get himself together and then he can go forward. And that's, I mean, I wish I would have had those skills when I was younger. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, Okay. Let everyone know where they can find you to get your amazing skill set. Yeah, I so the best way to find us right now is to go to our website, which is healthyfoundations.co. If you go to .com, you'll find mattress stores or something. So make sure you go to healthyfoundations.co. You can find out about our programs on our website, you can fill, take a quiz to find out if you have a challenging child, which is kind of a fun quiz. You can get in contact with me directly from the, the website and anybody anywhere can sign up for our parent training. We do at least one every month and, and um, anybody can sign up for that. Awesome, awesome. So guys, you heard it here and I think she also has a book coming out soon. So 
be on the lookout. Make sure you're on the website, you're signed up for and subscribe to all of the newsletters and everything because guess what? Kids don't come with a handbook. We wish they did because if they did, life would be easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Done my best to give you a handbook and it'll be out in July. And um, and I do have some videos on YouTube as well. We have a Healthy Foundations YouTube channel so you can look at those videos as well. Well, thank you, Dr. Alden. It has been amazing having you. And oh my gosh, I can't wait till the book comes out. Please come back. <laughs> thank you. I would be happy to. Thank you for having me on the show. So I hope that you guys listen to the gems that Dr. Alden was dropping. Oh my goodness. And of course, all of her information will be in the show notes. So you will not miss a thing. Definitely check her out. See if you want to join one of her workshops, webinars, or even become one of her clients. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. <laughs>